Corona Chronicle Session 18 with William Lowe. So originally, I uh, reached out to William to get him on the show because last week I saw that he and his community uh, started this thing called the Curbside Pickup Challenge, and uh, he is running a Facebook community, an online community uh, that is basically uh, a a platform for restaurants to connect with their guests uh, and to like start conversation for foodies around the restaurants in Southern Illinois. And uh, they use that platform to do a curbside challenge. And I thought that was a really creative way to drive business. And when I first started recording these these Corona Chronicles, my mission was and still is to bring the industry together and to share best practices and to help each other weather the storm. Um, And it's interesting because I'm I'm cautious as to whether we should be encouraging people to continue business. If the best thing to do right now is just to bunker down and to weather the storm, and the fastest way we're going to get through the storm is if we listen to our governments and self-isolate. So it's a little wishy-washy right now. I'm a little torn as far as do I help you guys remain profitable? Do I teach you how to do it in different ways online? Like what's going on? Is doing business um, and coming in contact with people really the best thing to be going on right now? So um, that's kind of what we discuss in this episode. Originally, we were going to break down his process for or his advice for creating a, a similar uh, curbside challenge, but the conversation pivoted a little bit. So uh, you know, I'd love to get your thoughts on what we discussed today and what you're what you think we should be doing, closing down and bunkering down, or trying to stay creative and uh, work within the confines. Uh, let me know. Uh, but before we start today's conversation, I have to let you know about the seasoned app and a special thanks to the seasoned app. They've been seeing me bust my butt over here trying to get this content out in an uh, effort to support what I'm doing. Uh, they are sponsoring these little mini series. Uh, the seasoned app, if you're not familiar with it, was built exclusively for the service industry to unite community. They're putting out some great content right now around the coronavirus uh, best practices. They're doing a really good job filtering this content. Um, that's one issue you, you get with the internet. Uh, sometimes it's not always the best filter content, but they are doing the filtering for you and creating their own unique content around the coronavirus. So if you want some uh, conversation and community around the coronavirus, I highly recommend you guys signing up for the free seasoned app. Uh, it's available on Andros and iOS. Uh, head over to seasoned.co slash unstoppable to get that link. And that's seasoned.co, co.com slash unstoppable. And with that said, uh, now let's get into today's mini episode with William Lowe. William Lowe, my man, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine. How about yourself? I- I'm great. Um, and I've been watching you online. Uh, you've been busy trying to build community. Why don't you just give the listeners a little bit idea of who you are? This is the first time we've spoken to you, first time guests on the show. So uh, catch us up. Who are you? And then kind of get into uh, what you've been up to over these past couple of weeks. Uh, my name is William Lowe. Um, I run my parents' restaurant, New Kahala, in uh, Carbonell, which is Southern Illinois, kind of rural. Um, so ever since this thing went down, what I've been trying to do is promote all the local restaurants in our area by doing uh, what I'm calling the curbside challenge. Uh, which is we got, we're getting different restaurants and customers involved where they'll go out and they'll order curbside service. They'll take a little fun video or take a picture and then hashtag it. 
what I'm hoping to do is start a, uh, a social media challenge. That way it gets people to come out safely ordering food um, so we can keep our restaurants and all the local restaurants and business during these challenging times. So how has the challenge been going? Has it, has it turned into what you wanted, what your vision was, or is it, is it picking up momentum? Yeah, definitely. Um, we've been very fortunate. Um, the city that we live in, uh, they sent their PR lady out. We made a cool, fun video promoting it. Um, our local news station, TV3, uh, we filmed a little segment on it to kind of push that idea out. And at the last few days, it's really taken off. Nice. So I, I want to unpackage that more, but I also want to know how how is the community in Southern Illinois doing? Like, what's the state of events uh, where you're from right now? Um, a lot of restaurants are closing, including ours. Um, we're closing not due to the lack of business, but just for the abundance of caution. Um, you know, we've got our first few cases of COVID-19. Uh, my parents are a little older, so we decided to close. And a lot of other restaurants are starting to close, too. Um, I think it's a good call um, simply for the safety of you know the staff and a lot of the customers. And I think that it's important that we um, flatten flatten the curve. Yeah. Um, but a lot of, you know, um, I see a lot of posts, people post eating out. Um, we've taken this opportunity to really push for people to, you know, buy local. We have a bunch of uh, farmers and, you know, um, butchers and whatnot. And then we've been really pushing for people to use their services during this t- trying times. What services? Uh, you know, like a butcher shop. We have, oh, we have yes. a bunch of local places. Yeah. So, I mean, the first, at first, you know, uh, this whole thing was uh, coming out and I think people are trying to get creative. Like, okay, well, how can I like adopt or adapt my business to uh, just even to stop the bleeding or slow the bleeding or maybe stay neutral, not necessarily, uh, uh, not to be necessarily profitable, but like just to keep the doors open to, to survive this thing. And now it seems like people are realizing that with the threat of the actual virus, um, you know, having l- like loved ones that they, they might be worried for, it seems like more and more people are kind of just thinking the best option is this going to be to close altogether or for the foreseeable future to weather the storm. And it seems like you're in that that same boat. Um, are people continuing to do the challenge or is that something that everybody's kind of thinking maybe might not be the best for the, the public safety and their own safety? Um, so the message that I've really been telling people is, you know, we, we can do things safely. Uh, you know, we, people go into grocery stores and whatnot, you know, you still saw people there. So the risk is still there, but there's no reason you can't eat out, but do it safely. You know, uh, I know, uh, our staff at the restaurant, you know, they have gloves when they're bringing food out. Um, they have sanitizer and then, you know, when, I, I run a uh, restaurant resource group as well through Facebook, and I've really challenged the other restaurant owners to do the same to keep their people safe. And then, so the the momentum is still there, but as the last couple of days, the number of restaurants that are still open is kind of starting to drop a little bit. Just everybody's kind of feeling the same way. Yeah. Um, so what are you doing within your business? Um, you know, now that you've, you've closed down, what, what things did you do 
during the process of closing that you can share like best practices, uh, things to keep in mind if, if this is what people are choosing to do? Um, so when, when this, when the COVID-19 really kind of, you know, got big, what we did was we went from, you know, because we're, we're primarily takeout and delivery. So we switched to curbside. Um, that way we didn't have our customers in the business. We felt, you know, that having people wait in the, in the lobby was kind of, you know, the same thing as dining in. So we want, yeah. you know, all our customers wait in the parking lot. Um, even though the governor, you know, in our state of Illinois has ordered that takeout and dining in, okay, or takeout and uh, waiting in the lobby is fine, but we feel that that's kind of your back to square one if you've got, you know, eight people in your lobby exactly. waiting for takeout. But uh, so we, we implemented curbside that way our staff would run food out. Um, it costs business a little more because you have a lot more payroll. We had a lot of extra people working. We felt the price was necessary to keep everybody safe. Um, as far as closing our restaurants down, um, you know, we, we made sure our staff was, you know, fine. We paid them early. We gave them a little extra on top. Um, we, everything in the fridge was fair game. We divvied up all the food that way they would have enough food for, you know, the next couple of weeks. Mm. So, um, one of the things I was curious about, so that in full transparency, when I was trying to set up the, when originally when we were setting up this conversation, I, I wanted to make an example of you and how we could get creative to, to generate cash flow and how we can uh, have fun and make competitions around this. But now I'm wondering if that's not necessarily the best advice. What do you think about that? Um, again, I think it's it's up to the business owner to to make it a safe process. Um, and like I said earlier, you know, make sure your staff has, you know, have, they're all wearing gloves, change them out, um, you know, using sanitizer. Um, so there is a way to do it safely. Um, and as it comes from a consumer standpoint, I mean, and we are all consumers, uh, it's important to, you know, to do it safely as well. If you're ordering delivery, you know, get it no contact, um, you know, make sure you dump the food out onto your own plates. And kind of washing your hands afterwards, throwing all your packaging away. There's a way to do it, but you just got to do it safely. And, you know, for our consumers, that not everybody will do it safely. And we would rather not participate in spreading COVID 19. Yeah. And, I, you know, this thing, it, just to give the listeners an idea, if you're not paying attention to the, the day by day, uh, it's up to 350,000 uh, total confirmed cases. Uh, so it's kind of crazy just to be watching this thing over the past uh, week. This time last week, I want to say we're like just over 100,000. So th to give you an idea of how fast this thing's, you know, scaling, um, you know, it's, it's, it's exponential. So, uh, you know, it, it's what's the best thing do we the best thing do we all close down to isolate to slow the, the you know to, to get back to businesses as, as we know it or do we think this thing's going to be uh putting us out of business for you know six months uh and do we like get creative and create whole new i don't know like what like it's a lot of people there's a lot of questions right now um what do you think the future looks like ah uh, man that's really a tough call you know part of me says hey you know we've got staff to feed and we've got to weather the storm by staying open. But for me, you know, my parents and my dad works at a restaurant every day. 
He's 65. He's got high blood pressure. He is pretty much kind of the prime age group that it's going to hit the hardest. So we felt that we would rather, you know, lose a bunch of revenue than have, you know, my parents get sick and in the hospital. Were you even gener- um, were you generating a decent revenue with this curbside pickup challenge or? Yeah. I, I mean, uh, you know, like I said, we're mostly takeout and delivery. So it was a very easy pivot yeah. for us to curbside. So, you know, we were actually pretty busy. Um, a lot of the other restaurants were starting to close and a lot of the restaurants in our town, um, you know, we have a bunch of steakhouses, a bunch of really, you know, nice upscale, modern American cuisine. And it just didn't, the pivot was a lot harder for them Yeah, because there was a little, you know, higher price point. Well, you, and, you go to you those know, restaurants no for the, the full experience, not just the meal, right? Where uh, yeah, yeah. you're getting all of that. You look the nice atmosphere, the the high touch service. Uh, so that model in general, and the other variable is: does their food package well? Do they even have the to go uh, containers in house available, or can they get it? Is there a shortage of that stuff right now? Like, I, you know, there's a lot of questions. Uh, it's it's a much yeah. you know more difficult pivot, like you said. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I know most restaurant owners were, were good friends and it's, it's hard seeing them struggle right now. Oh yeah. Uh, so what are, I mean, what's the support from the community been like for these more high scale, uh, restaurants that haven't been able to pivot as easily? Is there more support there or are they just kind of, you know, taking it on the chin, um, and moving along? Yeah. Um, there, there is some support. Um, we really made a push to promote people buying gift cards. Um, and so I've, I've really sent out a lot of emails and posts and people have been calling to buy gift cards from these different restaurants. You know, I'm in, I'm in communication with all these other restaurants cause I've been trying to help them whether it is, we've been open almost 30 years. So we're, we're pretty much the, the, the older restaurant in Carbonell. So we've been helping a lot of the, the ones that are less experienced kind of weather it. How, um, how are so you helping been, them? What are, what, what are the ways you're helping them? Uh, just in communicating with them, um, trying to talk with them. If they have any questions on how to, you know, package to go, how to do delivery, best practices. Um, we have a, a local Facebook group with actually now about 25,000 people that we really promote local restaurants. And I think that that's really helped the community. What's the general um, census on that community? Are people saying, you know, thank you for the support, but me like, are anybody, is there any uh, backlash of people saying you should encourage, you, sh- you should stop encouraging people to go out because it's not necessarily. Yeah, uh, I, uh, funny you say that two days ago, I got a little bit of hate messaging, um, you know, through, through Facebook, someone that I was, you know, promoting and spread of virus, you know, spread of the virus. I was really taken, you know, back and, what I pretty much told them was that, you know, there's, there's a way to do it safely. Um, it's just that we have to you be responsible. A, you got a vocal it. kitty over there right now, don't you? I do. <laughs> she is like, I'm stuck in the house with you yeah. and you're on the phone with somebody. Yeah. Love, love me. <laughs> Damn it. This is my time. <laughs> uh, so 
I mean, I think I, I took a couple, I took a day off this, this weekend from recording. I took Saturday off from recording. Um, one of the reasons was because, uh, I, I wasn't even sure, you know, I don't want to get crazy just trying to pump out content. I'm like, what are the best practices right now? Should I be, if we're like the, one of the missions of what I'm trying to do with this Corona Chronicles is to bring the industry to, together and aligned. And one of the serious questions we need to be asking is, listen, like, is it even like for some restaurants, maybe they're turning a profit right now. If they were originally set up for drive through and they had a, a solid drive through business, like there's one business here in Austin, Texas, P Terry's, which continues to have a line in their drive. Like they, it's, it's as if nothing's changed for them. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, well, if we're really supposed to be socially isolating and if we're really, you know, it is right now, should we be trying to, you know, execute social isolation as much as possible so this thing passes by and we can get back to business so those restaurants who have chose the bunker down have a better chance of making it like these are some of the questions i have uh so it's really a weird time because you want to see restaurants revive but is the best chance of survival everyone shutting down and like we go into complete isolation virtual living you know like staying online like what do you think uh, that's that's really tough. I know in our town, you know, there's not many restaurants now, but people like, um, you know, I have a lot of friends who work in the hospitals. Um, you know, they need some place to eat, and their biggest concern with everybody closing is, where do we eat at? Um, you know, it's mostly just McDonald's and Hardee's and Wendy's now. Um, so, you know, part of me says, hey, we should be open for for people that have to work, you know, the police station, the fire department, the hospital that, you know, they don't have a choice to have to be open. But part of me says, Hey, you know, um, we've got to do our part to keep everybody safe. Um, so something that I've done for our area is, uh, I've reached out to, um, you know, our city, we have a 2% food and beverage tax that we've been collecting. And, um, we've actually have started an online petition and I spoke with, some of the city council members um, about forgiving, collecting on these taxes. Um, that way, you know, I think for us, it's about $4,000. And if we can kind of hang on to that, that can really kind of let us weather the storm. Um, I spent last week calling different state politicians um, about pushing back their ST1 sales tax. Um, Cause for us, that's a good seven, $8,000. And I feel other restaurants as well, if we can hang on to the seven, eight thousand dollars that could let us really pay our staff or kind of keep us afloat until we can reopen. So that's, uh, you know, if your town or your city, or your state has that, I would encourage everybody to, to call your, you know, your state legislators, call your city council members, kind of push it back. We've got to get creative and you know, finding ways to be, to be able to open our doors when the time yeah. comes. Yeah, so I, 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 you know, that's kind of the direction I'm leaning on right now is um, it, it doesn't look like this thing's slowing down. Uh, like I said, we're up to 350,000 confirmed cases now. If you look at the curve, the curve is not flattening. Uh, it, it's going to take a little bit more than uh, a week to see that our efforts, I realize that because this thing isn't immediate, like our, our actions last week won't be seen until next week, you know? So yeah. I get that. Um, but at the same time, I think, you know, we, we have to plan for worst case scenario. Uh, if we're going to see the most, uh, 
operations survive this thing and the i don't know who that person is i need to talk to i don't know so like if you're out there listening to this and and you have opinions on this uh you know head over to restaurant unstoppable.com uh slash corona virus sorry restaurant corona restaurant corona virus podcast this is my first interview of the day you can tell i'm still waking up um or head over to facebook slash unstoppable restaurant owners and operators and i'm looking to hear from you guys out there uh to 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 get your thoughts, to collect um, knowledge from the industry. Um, and it's weird times, man. Um, like I said, originally I was having uh, Mr. Lowe come on here just to kind of say, hey, like this is what we're doing and you can do it in your community. But now I'm wondering if that's the right call. You know, it's weird times. Yeah, it's, it's definitely tough. Uh, you know, I think last week my tune might have been a little different. But this week, as they start to get worse, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. You got to figure out what the best way, you know, and you also, you want to have a profitable business, but you also want to sleep at night. So it's one of those, you got to figure out what you want to do. Yeah. Um, well, William, I appreciate you taking the time to, uh, come on the show to, to share the state of, uh, the, industry in illinois and um i know we were going to break down best practices to like kind of host a uh curbside challenge uh but now it, it seems like with so many restaurants closing maybe that that isn't the right conversation to be having but um you did give us some good advice on how to get lean things questions you'd be asking yourself um i don't think taxes have come up yet uh, i know a lot of people are uh calling their insurance to get new um, plans because they've let go so many employees that their rates are much lower. A lot of people are saying, you know, first start with fur furlough if you can, and then from furlough go to the layoff um, to stop the bleeding. And uh, if there's any other any other words of wisdom or thoughts you want to share with us before we say goodbye, uh, now's the time. Uh, yeah, just you know, call call your legislators, get them to work with you. Uh, there's some call bills who? that are I'm going sorry, through. Can you say that one more time, call who? Oh, call your legislators, you know, just to, yeah, to, to kind of voice your opinion. Um, there's bills that are going through in every state, I'm pretty sure. Um, it's important that we promote ourselves in those bills. That way we get the best, that way we, we get the best deal out of it. Because um, they've got to help us stay afloat. Because if they don't, then the restaurant industry could very well collapse. Um, if you're still open, push gift cards. Uh, people can buy gift cards. I've seen a couple of restaurants do a, a thing where you buy a gift card for 50 bucks. And when we reopen, you, the value becomes 75. I've seen that. Um, you got to get creative. It's a <clears throat> tough and interesting time that we're uh, running a business in. I think it'd be really cool. One thought that I've had, I'm just going to throw this out there to see if anybody wants to take it and run with it. Uh, you know, one thing that's happening through the midst of all of this is, uh, or missed all this is birthdays are still happening. Um, and people still have their favorite restaurants. If you're, you know, I would encourage your guests to, you know, make it like a standard during all this to, to like buy your, your birthday person's favorite t-shirt or rest or get a restaurant t-shirt from their favorite restaurant. You know, like little things like that. Okay. I think, you know, just to encourage people to do shit like that would be helpful. Um, I don't know. I'm just throwing ideas out there right now. I think that's the best thing we can do is just spit all ideas. And then what uh, we're at, what we're actually doing is um, there's a couple other local restaurants that've gotten together with us 
um, we're actually going to do a, um, a pay as you can kind of a, a meal. Um, just, uh, what we'll do is we'll get some different restaurants together and collaborate and then we'll do, we'll do meals and then we'll package it individually. So, uh, different groups can drop the food off to, um, you know, to kids who are out of school or to elderly or pretty much whoever, whoever needs the food. Cause I think as a community, you know, we still have to feed, we still have to feed everybody. That's still as a restaurateur, that's kind of a core mission. So uh, if, in your, if you're in a community and you know your other restaurant owners, that'd be a good way to kind of promote yourself, but also help feed the public too. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Uh, William Lowe, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to come on uh, to share what's going on in Illinois. And uh, I wish you and your, your uh, parents uh, the best of luck through this. I, I wish you stay healthy and um, hopefully uh, we can get you back on the show after this all blows over to share your story. Yeah, hopefully. I appreciate the time, Eric. Uh, my pleasure, man. Uh, keep uh, hustling, keep positive, and uh, just be well, my friend. Okay, we're, so we're actually back uh, after the recording. Uh, we kept kind of going a little bit. and what, like, like I said uh, in the very beginning of all this when I recorded the first episode, my mission with these Chronicles is to align the industry. Uh, and it seems like there isn't an alignment right now. And that's kind of how I feel and why I tapped the brakes this weekend about going crazy, trying to get people to share best practices. Um because it seems like we like I think the, the thing we're taking from today's conversation is does it make sense to try to, to get creative and to do business um, uniquely or does it make sense to buckle down and isolate to make sure this things passes as, as quick as possible and um, it sounds like there's some controversy in, in your community some people kind of fighting against the grain not listening to local government and and choosing to continue to do literally business as as it was and what makes you give me an example of what makes you think that this is happening. Uh, you know, uh, on my way to work, I drive through a couple of towns on my way to work. I see different places with a bunch of vehicles in the parking lots and I, I'm, I'm nosy. So I always look over and then they're in the dining room the whole time as I'm driving through day after day. Yeah. So that leaves me. They're not taking it seriously. There's also a local restaurant that's put up, blackout curtains in their dining rooms, uh, blackout curtains on their front doors so that when you drive by, you can't see through. And to me, that just seems a little, you know, ill-fated, I guess is a good way to put it. Yeah. So the initial instinct is, are they just kind of uh, trying to hide the fact that they are doing business as if nothing has changed? Um, and I guess it's, it's just like, the question is like, do, do how like how serious do we need to take this thing from what I've gathered pretty seriously so um I don't know uh, I'm gonna be collecting a lot more interviews throughout the week and we can hopefully get more clarity on this it's weird times um and I, I'm in full transparency like my these recordings are my research you know I'm listening to people and I'm finding people that are credible and uh getting creative and trying to you know figure it out as we go there's no there's no this, these are uncharted territories, you know, so it's weird. Uh, it's definitely, um, you know, for me as a, I, I kind of see myself as a reporter, not necessarily as a, a media person, but like a journalist. Um, and yeah. I'm just out there kind of turning over rocks, having conversations and seeing what the state of the industry is. And it's, it's evolving every day. So uh, if I come off as uncertain, it's because I am. 
honestly. Um, but all we can do is get out there and talk and share knowledge and, uh, you know, dissect this thing as we go. And that's kind of what's happening right now. Yeah. These are uncertain times, man. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you again, uh, taking the time to join us and to get real and honest and transparent. And I wish you and your community and your family the best. Will I really do. There you go. There's my conversation with William Lowe and, uh, Sorry if today's episode kind of sounded a little deflated. Um, you know, it's just kind of trying to you know work to find best practices for you guys, and it can be a little deflating when um, you, when there's just so much uncertainty out there right now. And usually, I'm um, much more motivational, much more high energy, and I don't mean for my energy to affect you. I'm sorry if it is. The other variable is I just rolled out of bed. Uh, so that might have had something to do with it. But, you know, I think the big takeaways from today's conversation is that you got to ask yourself, how long is this thing going to go? Uh, I'm looking at the numbers right now. We're at 353,000 total confirmed cases of coronavirus. Uh, two hours ago, that number was at 200 or 350,000. So just in a couple hours, this thing's jumped up 3,000. Um, I'm going to refresh the page one more time and see where we're at now. Um, okay, it hasn't jumped up in the past 10 minutes. But point is, this thing's scaling fast and the more cases that come out the more restrictive they're going to get so i know it sucks we're su- we're such hustlers we're such grinders uh we we can make something out of anything uh but right now the be- the best option may be that we try to w- just listen to the government as much as possible and isolate as much as possible. What that looks like each given situation, who knows? And that's hopefully what we'll find out as these interviews unfold. Uh, But when I say get the industry aligned uh, and pulling in the same direction, that could very well mean that we all uh, cooperate and choose to isolate, to uh, expedite this process of coming, you know, out of this thing. And, uh, who knows, really, at the end of the day, <laughs> time will tell. I'll do my best to keep the information coming at you guys. And uh, again, this episode is brought to you by the Seasoned app. Uh, not only is the Seasoned app a place to kind of come together and get information around coronavirus, it's also a great platform for recruiting employees and finding jobs. So after this thing passes, uh, you might be looking for a job. You might be looking to hire. Uh, so, you know, we're, we don't always need a job. We don't always need employees, but we always need community. And luckily, Seasoned has it all. Head over to www.seasoned.co slash unstoppable to sign up for your free app. That's available on Android and iOS. Again, seasoned.co slash unstoppable. And thanks for your support.